Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's promo time. This week's promo comes from Historical AF, a fun and interesting pod that's really worth checking out. Also, in episode 20, Mystery Science Theatre 3000 gets a mention, so that means I'm now devoted. Take it away! my pod people we are historical af i'm natalie and i'm keena we are a historian a librarian and the occasional surprise guest that delivered the funny weird spooky and morbid historical nuggets you never knew you needed in your ear holes plus once a month we bring you an extra af episode that is full of our stories and some articles featuring libraries and history in the news Oh yeah, and we do all this while hitting the giggle water and gracing <laughs> the world with our foul mouths and weird AF humor. So, if you like to laugh and love all things history, mythology, true crime, and paranormal, like you do, then we are the podcast for you. You can find us on your favorite podcasting platform, and to make it easy on you, we have the links available at historicalafpodcast.wordpress.com. And while you're there, check out the photos that accompany each episode, check out our sources, and learn more about us in our bios. All right, guys, we cannot wait for you to join us. Bye. Join in the fun. Engage intro voice. I had a weird dream last night, where all the kangaroos in the world all had one leg. I mean, one leg each, not that you just shared a leg. And they all had three arms made of linguine. Weird, huh? And we're recording. <coughs> Mirthers, old and new. Welcome to Mirths and Monsters. Engage your ear holes and crankstart your choco muscles as we venture once more into the world of wonder. On with the pod. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Mirths and Monsters. I am your host, CK, 
and I hope you're all happier than a unicorn sliding down a rainbow wearing a hat made from donuts. This week's episode involves travel, snow, jumpers, and most importantly, sandwiches. This week, we're going to investigate the Yeti. Right, my wee Martha's learning hats to the ready. All hatted up? Good. I'm sure mine is around here somewhere. Ah, yeah, here it is. I simply must julienne my carrots. Oh, no, that's my chef's hat. You have no idea how big my hat room is, folks. Ah, ah, yep, here we are. Yetis, as you know, have been around for a while. A long, long while. The origins of the Yeti, or, as it was known at this time, the Glacier Being, has its roots in pre-Buddhist religion. Now, considering that Buddhism has been around for roughly two and a half thousand years, that's kind of old. And yes, that is way older than Dick Van Dyke, Betty White, and whatever life form Keith Richards happens to be. So the glacier being was seen as a hunting god and a ruler of all the forest's creatures by the Himalayan Lepcha people. Imagine that. An entire forest is your own safari. Oh, it'd be so good. Ooh, but think of the upkeep. The food bills. The... Well, you know. Compost wouldn't be an issue. It wasn't actually till later that the term Yeti actually became a thing. Experts believe that it comes from a Sherpa word, Yete, meaning small man-like animal, or Mete, meaning bear. I'm just going to assume that over time those words and their respective meanings spliced to become one. The Yeti was, of course, used as the bad guy, in cautionary tales, and, I assume, as a way to get wee Sherpas to go to bed at the time they were supposed to. Nobody likes the idea of a big, nasty yeti hiding in their cupboard. Unless it's in Monsters, Inc. So we have the yeti, we have the abominable snowman. Are they the same thing? Are they different? Well, turns out, the abominable snowman basically comes down to a mistranslation. Back in 1921, in an Indian English-language newspaper, a reporter had been asking explorers of the quite big Mount Everest how they were going. And the explorers told tales of seeing immensely big footprints. The guides of these climbers said it had been caused by, and apologies for the pronunciation, the metal kangmi. So kangmi translates to snowman, and metal translates as man bear. Rawr. However, the reporter mistranslated metal as filthy. So instead of writing about the filthy snowman, he just plucked abominable out of the air instead. Thus, the abominable snowman was born and the filthy snowman was consigned to the melted puddle of history. 
Are there differences between the Yeti and the Bigfoot? Other than location. Are Sasquatch and the Yeti related in some way? Well, why don't we go to the source ourselves and speak to a Yeti? Because you know I know one. It's time to break out the crypto cycle and head to the Himalayas. Right, we're all packed up and ready. Thermal gloves for hands and paws, sandwiches, woolly hats aplenty, emergency sandwiches, and with helmets and goggles on, here we go! And here we are. We're roughly three quarters of the way up Mount Everest. It's quite a view. In fact, I can see your house from here. Gooey! I'm waving, can you see me? Finna myself attach our snowshoes so we can start our wee trek to meet our yeti friend. Let me just check my compass. Oh, blimey. It's a bit chilly up here, you know. You alright, wee man? Oh. The scarf is covering his mouth, but to translate for him, he's grand. Okay. Snowshoes on, and away we crunch. As we make our way carefully over the deep snow, I remember a story from way back involving one of my favourite actors, Jimmy Stewart. You younger Murthers may not know who he is, but he's a grand actor from such things as Rear Window and It's a Wonderful Life, a Christmas staple. Hello, movie house. Ask your folks. <laughs> anyway, he helped an explorer smuggle a yeti's finger through customs by hiding it in his wife's underwear. I should mention that she wasn't in them at the time. They were in her suitcase. I check my map. Can't use GPS up here. We should be nearly there, kiddo. Holy mother of biscuits. I turn round and there he is. The Yeti. The abominable snowman. Or as I like to call him. Terry. Come off it, Terry. You nearly gave me a heart attack then. Ho, 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 ho. Sorry, CK. Couldn't resist it. Hey up, Finn. How are you, wee man? Finn ran as quickly as he could in snowshoe-covered paws and jumped up into Terry's huge woolly arms. Then they both started licking each other's faces. It's cuter than it sounds. Terry, still carrying Finn, led the short distance to his cave. It blended in perfectly with the surroundings and didn't stand out as an obvious opening but I know that there was some magic involved as well, just to make sure. But that is definitely a secret. In you come. Put your feet up, lad. My Marthers, picture a cave and what do you think? Dark, rocky, the running of water down walls or just the occasional prink of drips. 
Would you picture one with a roaring fire, a bearskin rug, some shelves and a couple of chairs? I admit, the chairs weren't exactly the comfiest as they've been shaped from large rocks. But while wearing all these thick clothes that I've got on just now, they certainly do the trick. I took a seat and Finn got himself comfy by the fire, nibbling on a treat that he got from Terry. Looked like a lucky rabbit's hood. Yes, I know. Not that lucky for the rabbit. Thought you might like a hot drink, mate. Cocoa all right for you. Eee, sounds grand, Terry. Marshmallows? Terry turned to look at me. CK, you're three quarters of the way up the highest mountain on the face of the planet. You think I have marshmallows? Course I do. Sprinkles? Ooh, yes, please. Terry came over and handed me a silver tankard full of delicious cocoa, topped with sprinkles and marshmallows. I took a sip and the heat instantly hit my insides. It was lovely. I guess this is the upside of climbers leaving rubbish on your mountain. True. To be fair to the humans, they do try and leave it as they found it, but it can get a bit irksome. The shelves are new. Yeah, it was weird. You know how climbing Mount Everest is done by so, so many different folk? Well, some try and stand out. One party took up a wooden canoe. I think to try and make it all the more special. Needless to say, they didn't make it. I took the canoe, broke it up, and now I've got some rustic shelves to put my souvenirs on. Oh, yeah. There's an Aberdeen football scarf. That must be from the Bigfoot barbecue last year. It was. He isn't there, wee lad, growing quick. Speaking of Bigfoots, here's a question for you for the Murthers at home. Can you tell us the differences between Bigfoots and Yetis? Hmm, the age-old question. We are similar, of course, both hairy brutes, ruggedly good-looking and a sharp sense of humour. Brave, courageous... All all right, all right, you scamp. Ho, ho, ho. Okay, well, while we aren't technically related or genetically linked... We are family. It's mostly location that's the big difference. Look at where those other big feet hang out. America, Australia, Canada. Not exactly chilly zones, are they? I was sweating at the barbecue last year. Good grief. I had to trim myself into a summer coat. It's great fun, though. Any stories you'd like to share with the listeners? One that stands out, maybe? Yes. Well, no. Well, it's not a story as such. You know that folk are still determined to find the Yeti. Obviously, me and my kind don't want that. We dig our situation as it is. For example... 
I overheard some explorers recently talking about some tests that were being done on hair samples that had been brought back from this area. Air samples of what people thought were of Yeti origin. Well, keeping us a secret has been the way of the Yeti for a long time now. Over 2,000 years long. You think we would casually leave hairs lying about? Of course not. Look over there. I looked at where Terry was pointing. There was a box on the shelf, slash ex-canoe, that had a lot of small drawers. Something you would find in an office, perhaps, to keep in your pins and your paper clips. except this was an intricately designed wooden one. I got up and looked more closely. Each drawer had a marking, drawings. I recognised a brown bear, black bear, Kodiak bear, even a polar bear. I pulled one drawer open. It's full of hairs. You see, we put those hairs down to be found. Our evolution means that our own hair cannot come off unless cut. We don't shed. We can't leave traces unless we choose to. Those explorers I overheard... They were talking about ten air samples that were being tested to find out if they were from the famous Yeti. Ah, yeah. I read about that. Nine bears, wasn't it? Darn tootin'. Teddy looked down at Sleeping Finn. And one dog. I'm still waiting for someone to find the hairs of the koala bear that I planted. Test that, Attenborough. More cocoa? Here, did I tell you about that time I met Jimmy Stewart? And there you have it, my friends. Another wee adventure. Brought to you by Terry. We'll be back again in two weeks' time. With another story for you. If you would be kind enough to stay after the music. I've just got a couple of wee announcements. Thank you. Till next time. Slancha, my friends. Your good health. Okie dokie, folkies. First thing I'd like to say is thank you so much, Holly Bonzer, for becoming the newest patron. As Finn investigates underneath the table. What are you doing, you silly fella? Eh? Yeah, dafty. Holly, thank you very... Oh, he's found his ball. That's what it is. Holly, thank you so much. Uh, And to the rest of you as well. <clears throat> got some stuff to post out so I'm looking forward to that so the other thing I'd like to mention is something I don't normally mention but if you could leave a rating and a review or rating or a review for the pod that would be wonderful because I found out recently that it does actually help the podcast Um, 
yes, the the more ratings, the higher it gets, the more people see it. And the more people can listen to it as well, which is pretty cool. And it helps me along. So if you can, that'd be great. I already know that a lot of you do word of mouth stuff, and that is that's the most important thing to me, I must admit. Um, if you could tell one person, and then they tell one person, and then they tell one person, then, yeah, it helps a great deal. Thank you very much. If you'd like to join the Facebook group and become one of the cool people, it's uh, Mirths and Monsters Facebook group, a.k.a. Finn's Fan Club. It's uh, It's a fun place to be. There's a lot of very, very nice people in there. Very funny. And it's a safe place of the internet. I think that's everything, you know. Gotta go take the wee man out now. He's found his ball. I'll speak to you soon, folkies. Look after yourself. Ta-ta for now. Botox Cosmetic. Out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.